It's time for the big conversations. Telling stories of movers and shakers, of industry giants and daring professionals. It's time for the conversations that change your perspective on life. The kind of conversations that shape entrepreneurs and move careers forward. If you don't know where these conversations are found, we are sending you a GPS. But if you're listening to this voice right now, you are here. Welcome to the Growth Podcast. This is the GPS. Welcome to episode number 51 of the Growth Podcast. We're very happy that you're here with us uh, on this week's edition of the podcast. Uh, we've had 50 conversations in the past, I don't know uh, how many months, but um, we keep moving. We are counting down to episode number 100, and we hope that you will be there for that one as well. Um, remember that the podcast is powered by Best Life Insurance, so please feel free to um, go to bestlifezambia.co.zm and you know get more information um, on Best Life Insurance and what they do have available for you. This week, we're talking to Roxy. Uh, Roxy is um, a media entrepreneur. She is um, a radio presenter. Those are the two things I know. The other things you tell us. Um, yeah, the legal things you tell us uh, that she's up to. Welcome, Roxy. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Suilanji. How are you? Good to have you. How have you been? I've been good. Yourself? Um, I'm okay. Um, how is 2023? Like, we're now in the second half of the year. How, how was the first half of the year for you? Um, well, before I get into that, um, congratulations on 50 conversations. That's huge. Thank you. Yeah, yeah that's, that's it's, it, it takes a different level of um, work ethic to be able to be that consistent. So congratulations. Tell me about it. You have no idea how many times I wake up and go like, today again. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. how consistency is. Like whether you feel like it or not. And, 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 and coming from you, because mm-hmm. I'm assuming you did like morning radio. Yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, I, I did morning radio, but I wasn't like it's like doing morning radio every day. I only did two days in a week and uh, I felt exhausted. Like you can imagine Sunday or friends are, you know, going to rest and you're thinking, I have to wake up at four again. Yeah. So for me, really, that that is the kind of consistency I'm talking about. Like whether mm-hmm. I feel like doing it or not, you just have to show get up, up and just, you know, show, up. And just yeah. show up. Yeah, so well um, then. Thank you. Um, I'm glad that you're here. You've begun the next 50 Mm. Um, of the episode Thank so you. yeah what a way to what a way <laughs> yeah. to start the second half yeah. um, as we count down to the century of episodes I have icebreaker questions as usual um, okay. if you have seen any episode of the podcast um, I have questions the difference for you is that these these cards today are blue okay uh, you're the first one to play the blue cards most of them play the yellow cards why am I the one playing the blue cards yeah. No, because there are chances you may pick a question that has been asked before uh, and then people I think ah, that one has I been see. overused so um, there are how many cards one Whatever the number of them, um, just pick any three. Uh-huh. Okay. Any three. Okay. I don't pick oh, them, so I don't all right. to do them. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, I'll start with this one. Okay. I put it there? Yes. Okay. And then I'll go for this one. That one, huh? Yeah. And this one. All right, cool. Okay. So <laughs> get the card, read out the oh, question and answer it. Okay. Those are like our icebreaker conversation starters. Oof. I told you it was a <laughs> Why? This is so hard. Describe a time or situation where you felt screwed over. What happened and how did you respond? My goodness. I feel like I haven't done interviews in a long time. I don't even know how to do them anymore. A time I felt screwed over? Am I, do I have to say it? Yeah, yeah, I, I have I, to say I, it. I can't pass? No, I have to answer it. You picked it. That was your choice. Hmm. You don't have to mention names. No, 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 no. 
But also, even for my audience, there's a way of learning. Like, how do you, because people get screwed over all the time, you know, someone you thought was your friend and then they showed up and then they, and then how do you move on? Yeah, I, you know, as you grow <laughs> on my growth podcast, yeah. <laughs> as you grow, you get to a place of healing, of being comfortable with being screwed over. Okay. You get what I mean? I feel like years ago, I used to hold on, you know, when someone screws me over, I'm like, you know, I know the whole story. For some reason, I can't remember. I can't remember. Yes. Maybe you reach a level of growth that you've moved on. Yes. Oh, that's just and your that's intelligent way of avoiding the question. No, 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 no. It's, it's like it's not so important anymore. anymore. You don't exactly, think about it. exactly. Yeah, for, for, forgive and forget. Yeah, though I was one of those people that would hold on. You know what I mean? Something happens. I mean, I have been screwed over. I won't pretend and say that I have not been screwed over. And I was one pe- one of those people that would really dwell in my hurt, in my pain. And 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 because I I'm I tend to be very loyal to my people. Um, when they hurt me, I I sort of you know really retreat and it hurts and all that stuff. But I think maybe I've I've grown a bit to the point where I don't hold on. Okay. Yes. But I have been screwed over either by friends, by relatives and all of that. And I guess is the people complain that I'm not very open. So there's been, this is me <laughs> Okay. That's one open. down. Uh, we've got two more cards to go. Okay. All right. Um, yo, the snail life. Okay. That one should be easy. I'm assuming. Mm. Who is the strongest person, you know, and how do you wish you were more like them? From a vanity perspective, can I say myself? <laughs> how, how would you measure your strength? I think I'm strong. I think I'm one of those people that um, when life gets me down, I keep moving. Um, you know, things happen in life and you always have to get up. And for some people, it's very difficult to get up and show up, you know. Um, and I think that I, I mean, yes, there are strong people out there, but I would like to say that I have overcome things that I thought would break me and I'm still, still moving, still getting up and doing what needs to be done. So I think that I'm quite strong. Okay. Yeah. And last but not least. How come there are four cards? Looks like you, there's you four now. two, I don't know. Okay. What negative traits do you publicly laugh about but secretly know you have to fix being a latecomer? Yeah, I get that. <laughs> Experience that firsthand. <laughs> Being a latecomer, I'm so bad with time. I'm horrible. For someone time. who does radio, you know, I, the, the thing I I'm appreciate so about the time. media and being in the media is respect for time. I'm so bad with time. Respect for time. I'm if so your breakfast show starts at six time. hours, I'm horrible with time. You used to go late. I'm horrible with time. <laughs> that just me. Yeah, no, that's one of those I'm things. I'm horrible that I with really time. It's on. almost as you know, like in the West, they probably have like a word for it. Like she, like this person has shan You know, one of these words. I just need to figure out what it is. But <laughs> I'm horrible with time. Yeah, anyway, it's a, it's an area to to grow in. Yeah, exactly. Who is Roxy? First of all, um, Roxy is. First of all, how did the name Roxy come about? Um, the name Roxy came about, I liked, I always liked the name Roxy. So I had joined Hot FM, uh, media. I was there for about a year. So I had just joined and, uh, Kachepam Tumbi was uh, the program's manager at the time. And he says, Oh, what name are you going to use for radio? And I was like, Roxy. And he's like, isn't that a stripper name? I'm like, but I like the name. Where'd you get the name from? I just always liked it. From where? I don't know. It's, I guess the name I used to see around. You know, and I just always liked it. And I said, Roxy, and it's stuck. And now even my whole family calls me Roxy. They don't even call me Chanda. Okay. Yeah. But who is Chanda? 
Who is Chanda? Chanda is a girl from Dola. Yeah, I can say that, right? Or woman, 34. <laughs> Chanda is a girl from Dola. Um, born in Luansha, raised in Ndola and partly in Osaka. Uh, daughter of Michael and Evelyn. Um, always, always wanted to be in the media space. Always, like from day one. I think I would, I would look at TV, see Doreen Mkanzo, Karisto Chitamfi and think that is going to be me. That, that, that needs to be me. Um, I would look at kids on that national day of broadcasting. Yeah. I always wondered why they never took me there. Still have, I'm yeah, still touched. I, 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 I never went there. I know, I, I but like, there. I really, really wanted to do that. And my parents just, they never took me there. I was like, when, you know what I mean? So, um, I have siblings. I have one brother and I have, uh, four sisters and, uh, I don't know how to describe The one brother, is he the last born? No, he's not the last born. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's not the last born. I'm the first. You, I thought though. it was one of those like girl, 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 <laughs> boy. Ha, thank God. I actually have a blended family, so it's a bit difficult to, ah, I see. to get okay. into. Exactly. But I have a blended family. I have one brother and I have four sisters. And um, yeah, I think that's about it on Chanda. I went to primary school um, at Ndola Modern High School. And I was... Is this still there? No, it's not. Yeah, because I've never heard of Ndola Modern. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not. Ndola Modern High School is not there. But yeah, um, I went to primary school at Ndola Modern High School. I did a bit at Machinga um, here in Losaka. And then I did Kablonga Basic and I finished at Mary Queen of Peace. Okay. Yeah. How, and, did, the, how did the media journey begin? Um, the media journey began at Zamcom. Okay. Yes, I went to Zamcom. I was there for a year. Um, my, and then I did my internship at movie TV. So I, I was, um, connected to the likes of, um, Augustin Lungu, the late yes. Augustin Lungu. He was one of the first people to give me an opportunity in the media space. Um, I've always been very, this is what I want. So I'm going to go and get it. So, um, I just approached him and I said, please, I need internship. Can I come through? Can I come and work there? And they're like, no, if you come to work here, you have to go to the newsroom. If you're in the media space, you know, the newsroom is hectic for interns. Yeah. Like it's hectic for interns. And I begged, I didn't want to go to the newsroom because I wanted to always, I always wanted to be on TV. So I was put under Tinta Chiseko, one of the best, I think, female broadcasters. You know, I think she really used to give um, politicians a run for their money with the type of questions that she used to ask. Um, so I got to work under her and um, she was the first guide for me in terms of media. And I got to learn quite a bit um, from her, from um, field reporting to also scripting and to just being at the back of the camera and watching her do what she was doing. I think that I, I got to learn um, different picks of different things uh, from from her and from movie TV as well. Okay, so yeah. so you experienced starting from from the very bottom, yeah, um, in the media, and and now we have a lot of young people that mm -hmm. also are at the point where I am starting as either a volunteer mm -hmm. or I am starting as an intern, and I obviously want to work my way up in the media. Mm -hmm. um, being a rookie, mm -hmm. how did you pick up? A lot because that's a time when you learn, yeah. you know, um, for some people, it's just, you know, one of those, I just show up, I, you know, yeah. But mm. for those that really see a future in the media, mm -hmm. that is now when you're like a sponge and you take a lot in. Mm -hmm. 
for you, how did you go about learning, you know? Because mm-hmm. at some point there is the academic that you learned at school at Zamcom. Mm-hmm. Now you're actually in the actual industry. Yeah. And you are there as good as a blank slate. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got nothing and you're not picking up. How was your attitude? How was, how was it like in the very beginning for you? Um, I think passion first for starters. I think that if you don't have passion for what you're doing, you won't even want to learn. You know, I think that that's very important to have. So I, I, I've always been passionate about media. And so I'm the type that asks questions. I ask questions even now till today. If I don't understand something, I will ask, how is this done? What, what, how can I do this? Can you include me? Can I learn like this? Is this the right way of doing things? I'm always asking questions. I always want to learn. I always want to learn. And you're never too big, actually, to be learning. No matter what age or stage you're at in your career, you should know that there's always people who know more than you, you know. So if if, if, if there's an environment where you can learn what you can learn, do that, you know. So just passion, I think. And also ask questions. I think as, asking questions is very important. Okay. And, and yeah. how was the money in the beginning? Oof. <laughs> there was no money in the beginning. <laughs> there was no money in the beginning, you know. Like... Literally, I was interning and I, I, they weren't paying me for interning. For how long did you intern? I think for about three to six months. Three to six months. And yeah, after three that? three to six months. Uh, after that, um, it was a bit dry and I had to start looking for a job because uh, I went back to school afterwards. And then when I wanted to get back, I think, um, I don't know if Augustine Lungu had left, Mtinta Chiseko was also, had also left. So it was very difficult to get back in because some of the people that, I knew that used to be there were not there anymore. There anymore, you know. So I started to search for um, for a job, and I asked a friend of mine on Facebook, like, "Yo, I'm looking for this. What, 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 what?" And Rodney, by the way, people always think you've forgotten them, but I, I think I remember, like, you know, to the T, a lot of the people that have helped me. So Rodney Misalo, I texted him, like, "Yo, can you help me?" Um, what, what, what? And he's like, "Oh, you know, I'd actually have a friend at Hot FM. His name is Kachepa." Uh, you can go see him, what not, what not. And to be honest, I didn't want radio. Radio was not ever. You felt like you're the face for TV. Part of, it's not about the face. I just wanted TV. I just always, always wanted TV. Like that was my dream. You know what I mean? I, I used to see these people broadcasting, you know, and I just thought that should be me. You know, I want to read the news. I want to be on TV. So I didn't want radio. And also because my late dad used to be a DJ. So I always, I didn't want that. Oh yeah, I like to go under his shadow. Yes, exactly. But I went to Hot FM and I guess the rest is history as everybody has been able to see. Yeah, so yeah. Okay. And and um, the transition, because obviously you're not a Hot FM anymore. How mm-hmm. was the transition from Hot FM? Did you go straight to Radio Phoenix or there was another, you know, media house in the middle? No, no, it was from Hot FM to Phoenix FM. So uh, things didn't go quite as I would have wanted at Hot FM. Um, and then, uh, again, social media, I think I texted somebody and they're like, okay, you can come through for auditions. I'm the worst at auditions till today. I'm horrible at auditions. Like if you tell me Roxy, come on, come on audition for the podcast. I will feel horribly, but I'm so good (laughs) at what I do. Exactly. I'm so good at what I do. But like, if you tell me to audition horrible. So I went to Phoenix and I auditioned and it was horrible. I even thought, you know what, they're probably not going to call me back, you know, and they called me. They're like, yo, come through. What, what, what graveyard. If you don't know, if you, if you're not, yeah. <laughs> if you're not a media person, 
um, you maybe you don't know what graveyard is. Graveyard is nighttime. It's the time they place you where ish, three, maybe people are not even listening. You know what I mean? Midnight to what, five? Yes, but I loved it, hey? Like for me, I just wanted the opportunity to be, you know, to be where I loved doing what I was doing, to learn, to connect. And interestingly enough, my dad listened to most of my graveyard shows. Like literally almost all my graveyard shows, my dad would listen. And I, even when I didn't even know, you know, and he would just say, send a text, stop saying, um, 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 um. <laughs> okay, he's listening. Because graveyard, you feel like, Everyone's sleeping. Who's actually listening? You, 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 you tell people you can call us and the phone's not ringing. Exactly. And then you announce, no, maybe there's a fault. Then you call it yourself and it rings. Exactly. Exactly. So you feel like no one's listening. But that also was very encouraging that my dad, regardless of um, him being not even being in Osaka, him being in the Copper Belt, still took the time to listen and to sort of groom me in what I was doing. Um, so yeah, Phoenix was great. Graveyard worked my way up to um, lunchtime. You know how it was when they tell you, oh, there's a slot, someone hasn't come and you feel like, oh my gosh, like afternoon, people are actually going to hear me. You know what I mean? And you even fumble. You do the afternoon show, but you fumble. It's not really going great, but you're just happy to have that um, lunchtime opportunity. So I worked my way to lunchtime. And then I had this nighttime show called The Hangout. Um, I think I've always loved interviewing people and, and, and sort of telling their stories, you know, the Zambian story and all of that. So I had a lot of artists that would come through and we would do the Friday hangout on Phoenix FM. And then um, and then Phoenix was sold to um, um, some of the it, it, some of the shares were sold to um, some people from Yarona FM, Tswana, Botswana. Yeah. And they came on board and they're like, oh. Roxy, we want you on the breakfast show. I was like, eh? Don't I was like, time. no. Don't keep time. No, but I was like, no, I didn't want to. Why? Because I was like, I was gaining a name in the industry, in the music industry. I liked having my friends. You know, I was DJ Roxy. Like, I just like that hype of she's the DJ that plays Zambian music. You know, people, what, what, what. And now you're, you're going to breakfast for talking yes. politics and whatnot. I was so afraid. I was like, <laughs> why would you do that to me? I don't even know how to speak politics. You know what I mean? And my boss said, you will tell me years from now, you will be the biggest female radio personality. I promise you. And I was like, I refuse. So I was like, I don't want to do that. You know, he's like, well, anyway, you don't have a choice in the matter. So <laughs> you're going to do this. It. Yes. Take it or leave it. This is, this is the slot that we're putting you on. And, and yeah. And then me and Luchi and we made magic. Like, like, I think like no one else, me and Luchi made magic. Like no one else. I think it was very nice. We collaborated so well that, um, a lot of the, 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 the listeners actually felt like they were a part of us. I, I, the first time that we had to stop the breakfast show, both of us just shed tears and we couldn't contain because we had really created this family and this journey together that I think um, really changed the game for um, radio in Zambia, for breakfast radio in Zambia. So yeah, good times. Great. I, I want you to talk to me about attitude. Mm. And when I talk about attitude, I'm referring to you going to radio, mm -hmm. you're passionate, you want to make an impact, you're young, you've got all this energy and being given a graveyard shift at midnight, mm. you know, other people will go in there feeling, ah, no, I deserve much better. And also the attitude you give the job, 
because mm. it's like it's like midnight is even you are tired exactly. you point, eh? exactly and you find you don't really have this zeal for the job mm. because first of all I was forced into this thing I feel like I deserve maybe lunchtime show mm-hmm. or you know drive time mm-hmm. but they give you midnight shift and mm-hmm. you must do it and for me the listener mm-hmm. I should not feel that she didn't want this yeah. that's forcing her on radio and whatnot how do yeah. you maintain the right attitude you know even where you feel like I should be given a better thing. And and it happens for most people in their jobs mm-hmm. where you feel like I should be in this department, mm-hmm. you know, and then they give you a department that you don't really want to be in, but you still have to do the job very well. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to passion. Because <laughs> yeah. I think that passion is what has carried me through in whatever it is, whether it's attitude, whether it's uh, discipline, consistency. I think when you have passion for something, you're willing. You know what I mean? And also you should be willing to... To be humble, you know, there's nothing wrong with humble beginnings. There's nothing wrong with, with starting over, you know. I'll give you an example of when I was at Hot FM, I was doing morning, you know. And when I left Hot FM, I had to go to Graveyard. I, st- I started with Graveyard, yes, at Hot FM, but I moved up to morning. So I had moved to like a primetime slot. And when I moved to Phoenix, I was told, okay, you have to start Graveyard. You, you see what that does, you'll be like, okay. But I think because... It was always about the bigger picture, which it always has been for me, is what is your why and what is your bigger picture? What is your end goal? You know what I mean? If you're going to sit there and say, no, I don't want to start here or I deserve this. or what, What's wrong with you earning your way up? You know what I mean? What's wrong with you working hard to get to where you need to be? There's nothing wrong with humble beginnings. Even now, um, it's very hard. I'll tell you when we, when we left the breakfast show Because it's breakfast. It's the epitome. The whole country knows you. Everybody's in your space. Everybody's listening. And I moved to Roxy at 12. And I'm like, this is hard. You know what I mean? It was really hard because I'm like, it felt like I'm going backwards. You know what I mean? But I decided I'm going to make the most of it. I'm going to make it work. I'm going to create a brand that uh, can sit by itself. And also, I think it was also... I'm I'm quite spiritual, even though it doesn't seem that way, but I'm quite spiritual. And I just said, maybe it's God teaching me how to also be on my own because I had been um, able to lean on Luchi for so long. And this time I had to come out and just stand on my own and learn. So I think sometimes even when you're not where you want to be, you can always look at it as an opportunity to, to, to learn. And you can always look at it as maybe God is trying to teach me something. Maybe there's something I need to learn in this period before I get to where I need to go. You know, sometimes it's teaching you to stand alone. Sometimes it's teaching you to be graceful and to be humble, you know, and those are the things that make you for you, for, for you to be prepared by the time you get to where you actually want to be. You know, there, there are times where I used to think that should be me. But looking back now, I know for a fact that I was not ready. You know, I was not ready. It's only now that when I'm able to get certain opportunities, I'm like, now I'm ready. Then as much as I wanted it, as bad as I wanted it and thought I deserve it, I was not ready. And I needed to go through certain things for me to actually be ready. Okay. Yeah. And then you, you, you started 808 Communications, which is, um, um, a marketing agency. Yeah. Yeah. Media marketing. Media marketing agency. when did you start it and what was the motivation behind you breaking out now and starting your own business? Well, you know, <laughs> when they tell you, oh, you can't be on the breakfast show anymore, right? That's when you realize that, you know what I mean? Like, this is not my grandfather's company. 
I can easily be let go of. Anything can happen. And I also just wanted to be able to tell my story or, or, or do my things how I wanted to do them. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, sometimes you, you work somewhere, you have your ideas, but they also have um, a way in which they do things. And maybe that does not sit with what they want to do, isn't it? I mean, you, you come from like a, a place like ZNBC where that is government. So there are certain times you want to do liberal things that might not be in alignment with what um, they, their, their values or, or what they're selling is. So I, I wanted a space where I can create how I want to create, you know, and um, that's where 808 comes from. Yeah. And, 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 and again, why the name 808? You just Oof. like to... <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, it's your birthday somewhere, somewhere. No, 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 no. <laughs> 808, I thought very hard and long about the name. And 808 is the most famous drum beat in the world. It has created the most famous songs in the world, the 808 drum beat. If you go to Google, it is it has produced the most famous or the biggest songs in the world. And so I wanted something that feels like 808 Communications because I intend to make it one of the biggest agencies in the country. All right. You did an event um where you br- and that was your first event, right? Where you bought you brought it Connie was. Ferguson. Yeah, it was. How did you approach her? How, how did how did the whole thing start? How did you get Connie in the country? The same way I always approach everybody. You know, people are always asking me, "How do you?" I literally go and I ask. I, I promise you, like I literally go and I ask. So I sent her messages on um, Instagram. Nothing. <laughs> um, I tried to comment on her state on her state. Nothing. I was like, how do I find her? How do I find her? So luckily through some of these events that have been thrown, uh, one of the managers for one of the stars that had come in, we sort of connected and I, I called her and I said, I'm looking for the management of, um, of Connie. And she says, oh, okay, cool. Let me connect you. And she connected me um, to a man called Tato. And he was very open and welcoming, you know, and I explained and I'm, I think there's also, uh, we can also talk about grace, you know, sometimes when it's just your time, it's your time because I'm a person who had never really done an event. Like, yes, I, I, I'm pretty sure I was riding off the back of my career and the things that I've done in the media, you know, but I've never done an event. So it's, I think there's an element of the grace of God for them even being able to, um, to accept my invitation. And so there was a lot of back and forth, a lot of, okay, this, that, 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 that. And it's the stuff that I've, I've, I was learning as I go, you know? Um, so they agreed and they're like, okay, we can do this. Um, I had a first date. They're like, she can't make it on this date. You have to move it. What, what, what? So I had to move a lot of things around. And the day before I'm even like, yo, if she doesn't show up, my entire career is just a mess because people are going to think maybe I was just using her name to, yeah, to pull a crowd. Exactly, to pull a crowd or whatever. And the next day came and she showed up and really beautiful people. Like, she's amazing. Like, we hit it off beyond professional um, grounds and we really got along. And it was such a powerful event. Like, even for myself standing there on stage and seeing everybody um, seem blown away and all that, that was like, I was like, wow, this is actually happening. You Beginner's know? luck. I guess so. I guess so. But I, I have, I have passion and faith. Hey, I have faith where if you tell me this can't happen, I'm like, no, if I believe that it can happen, then it will happen. Yes. And that's how I am. What was the cost like to bring someone like Connie? (laughs) 
Why are you asking me this? It was ah, a lot of money. Because, yeah, yeah. I, I know because truth is there are a lot of people who also want to go into that space. So I feel money. like they have to be prepared. <sighs> and, and why I'm saying that is because you do not have the backing of a big organization. You're just starting out. Mm. And you're starting big because I always talk to people. I was, I was like, I was like, I don't believe in this thing of start small. Yes. To some, to some degree, I understand it. Yeah. But I will not start something mediocre because I'm starting for the first time. Exactly. I, I don't believe me. in that. That's you know? me as well. I don't believe in no, because even the podcast. Yeah. I could have started a podcast a long time ago with my but phone. And water. I was like, no. I remember. I remember I when like, we were no. talking, you're like, yeah. no, I'm, we have to hold off because I'm just, I'm trying to make sure the equipment is right. Exactly. The place you is right, what not. I like, remember that. the first time. Exactly. You know? and as exactly. I'm saying, you going like, that was a leap of faith. You it know? was a leap of faith. It was a go hard or go home uh, moment. So I'll, I'll say this. So for a period, I never had a car. I had sold my car and then I didn't have a car for some time. And I finally came into some money and I'm like, it's time to buy a car. And I said, no, I'm not buying a car. I'm bringing Connie this money. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I like, I'm bringing Connie with this money. I actually hired a vehicle. The vehicle I was using the time to do the errands and everything at the time was hired. You know, I had a vehicle and yeah, I did have um, ZB jumped on. They, yeah. they were sponsors. So were, so was Coca-Cola as well. So uh, thank God for them as well for um, jumping in and helping. Um, but also, uh, Connie's a very sellable brand. So tickets were going like crazy, you know. I won't say that I made money. I didn't make money, but I was able to cover my expenses because a lot of tickets were actually sold and we were able to cover our expenses. But it's it's, it's not cheap. It's not cheap and it's not easy and made a bit of mistakes here, there. You know what I mean? I mean, it's crazy because you have, it's not just Connie you're handling. You also have your whole team that is relying on you, that you're also guiding. Whilst this is your first time as well, and you're just trying to do the best that you can. And luckily for me, my team came through. You know, I've actually kept the same team um, since the first event. They've worked with me um, through to uh, Zambian Man of the Year and through to the last um, Women's Summit that we had. And we've all grown together because I looked at this past Women's Summit and the one with Nomzamo, and I could see that we were all doing better in terms of organization and all of that. So I think we've all had to learn as we go. You know, um, I'm learning as I go. I started the business and I have no business management education behind me. So everything is just like I'm learning. I'm always picking, you know, if people say, "Okay, no, do things like this. I take note, do things like that. Not that I do what they're saying I should do, because also sometimes you may get lost in other people's vision. Don't ever forget that you have your own vision. You know, yes, you're allowed to take advice from people, but pick what works for you. Don't just pick just because yes, some people might be experts in their field, but their vision is not your vision or your vision is not their vision. So you have to be able to pick what you can from different people, but it was not an easy undertaking, but it was something I always wanted to do. And also I, we were going through a space also of, um, you know, I'm a media personality and in a country we were going through a space of people just being famous for being famous. I don't believe in being famous for just being famous. I believe that there should be something substantial that you should be 
bringing to the table. That's that's how I see things. I mean, other people may beg to differ and say, look, this is new age. It's new. It's how things are these days and whatnot. Um, I would like to say that I come from a place, not of way, way, way back, but of a place that, of a, from a place that believes that for me, it was never about fame. I Yes, I did want to get famous, but I wanted my work to make me famous. You know, that's what I wanted. I wanted the work that I was doing to be revered because I want even years from now, even when people say Roxy and I'm not around, they should be able to say, oh, that's the lady that started that women's summit. You know, they brought con like that's what I want people to say about me. And so I felt like there was this gap where people were not doing substantial things. It was just, okay, fine, you know, get on social media, talk, act crazy. And I know that I'm, I'm, I'm in that age group, but I just always wanted different, you know, I wanted different. And that's why I said, I want to do the women's summit. And a lot of people ask me, oh, empowerment, what, what, what? I, I saw a lot of <laughs> backlash when I was doing the planning session, all these empowerment programs, what, what, what? And I'm like, no, it's not, it's not an empowerment program. I wanted a place where people can sit, where women can sit with like-minded women, you know, and, and create opportunities for themselves and collaborate and also just be inspired as well. And so that's also where the women's summit um, stems from. It stems from a place of, I want to be able to sit with like-minded women or even women who are more accomplished than I am so that I can learn from them and I can grow from being able to sit in spaces like that. Because also who you align with is, is who impacts or inspires your life. And those are the things you try to aspire to be. So that's, that's the women's summit. How, 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 how did you get them to buy into you when you lacked credibility and by lacked credibility, I mean, you had nothing to show them. You get a point, right? It's different. If you tell Connie, say, uh, why don't you come for a women's summit? We had this woman, we had this woman, we had this woman, we had this, this is our, this, you send them pictures and links and whatnot. And you had none of that. Grace. I'm, I'm, I, to be honest with you, I think it was just God's grace. It really was just God's grace. And th that's all I have <laughs> because I promise you. So someone, some, someone very, um, who owns a very big business, um, very big businessman. We were sitting and I think I was trying to pitch for, for the, for the same, um, the women's summit. And I said, look, I'm, I'm bringing Connie. I'm trying to do this. Please sponsor. What, 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 what. So he didn't really know her. So he says, oh, let me Google her. And he Googles her and he sits quietly for like, I think a good like minute, two minutes. And I'm waiting there, you know, and you can't disturb because you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he says to me, do you know that you have a grace that is just because this woman does not need to say yes to you? Are you sure she's coming? So I said, well, I guess, <laughs> you know, they've agreed. So he says, there must be a grace about this thing that because it doesn't make sense. You've never done an event. This is a woman that is very big, big beyond, way beyond you. So for her to agree to come. That's, that's huge. So he says, look, I'm not able to sponsor, obviously it's short notice, but, um, you, I'll, I'll buy some tickets and that, and that was that. So even I don't know how all of that happened. It's, it's just something I set out to do. I said, this is what I want. This is who I believe would be the best, um, the best guest for our event. And I asked, and I guess when it's, when it's time, it's time when it's, when, when God says it's your time, it's your time. You sacrificed a car so Connie could come. Um, <laughs> there's a young man um, that I sort of like talk to a lot, mm. does a lot of these things, and he runs this 
money lending business and mm-hmm. he tells me no the business is doing very well but we need more money mm-hmm. and i look at him and he has you know those these new ipads for ceos these ones those, yeah you know those ipads yeah he has an iphone 14 and i'm telling him you can sell the iphone 14 mm-hmm. and then pump that money into the business and to grow and you buy back the iphone 14 mm-hmm. but the iphone 14 in two years will depreciate so yeah, much decrease because value. with every iphone coming out this one's becoming cheaper i say yeah, 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 yeah. he loves it often stuff mm-hmm. But many people are not willing to sacrifice what is theirs. You mm-hmm. would rather go to someone else. They sacrifice for your business. Yeah. And then you get a point, eh? Yeah. So you'd rather a sponsor puts in money, mm-hmm. but you're not willing to put skin in the game and make it work. Exactly. You know? What advice do you give to young people who have the capital problem? Like <laughs> the no, capital yeah, problem? Yeah, there's no capital. But you look at them, the phone that they have, sometimes the car that they drive. Mm-hmm. For some people, maybe, personally, I feel like some people just don't believe in the dream that much. That no, it's not worth you, sacrificing for. I'll tell you this, eh? I was, I was the girl with the look at me. I'm living good. I'm, I'm a celebrity. I'm, you know what I mean? I, I, I had a BMW. I, 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 w- I always wanted to look, you know, look the part. You have to look the part. I mean, yeah. you're, you're a star. You have to look the part. But um, I even started a business. I had this shoe business. Right. I started this shoe business of which looking back now, I believe that I started it because I wanted to show off, not because <laughs> <laughs> for the wrong reason, for the wrong reasons, because it's like I had some money. I'm like, you know what? I'm starting a business. Sort of, sort of. Ah, we even did it for the gram, took pictures, did it. It, it used to look nice, very nice looking store. Um, but obviously my business acumen, not so not so good. So obviously running it and all of that was was a failure. You know, I didn't do too well. Um, that got me broke and, um, that got me broke. And then, uh, I sold my car because I can't remember why I sold my car, but I sold my car, but then believe it or not, that's when I hit rock bottom. Yeah. And then I just, um, I said broke for a while and I, I bought land and I was even trying to sell this land. Eh? I tried to sell this land. So for, for such a long time and it wasn't going I was broke. You know what broke is like where you're like, no, this is not Roxy. Like this is not, you know what I mean? I had friends who would come and pick me up to take me to work. That's how broke I was, you know, and shout out to those friends. I wish I could name drop, but I guess some other time. Um, So back to your question, your question was the sacrifice, right? Yeah. You should be willing, willing to sacrifice your own money, your own capital. Firstly, I'll say you need to understand why you're sacrificing. You get what I mean? Because when I look at Roxy back then, when I tell you, I told you about the business that I started, I sacrificed. It was my own money that I used, but I didn't understand what I was doing. I just wanted to do it. You get what I mean? Not everyone's meant to start a business. I'll say this. Not everyone's meant to start a business. Just because you have money doesn't mean you should be running a business. I know we preach a lot of entrepreneurial um, messages and all of that, but it's not for everybody. You know, for some people, maybe your money is meant to be in bonds shares and whatnot because not everybody can run a business that's very important because even now as i am running 808 right it's it's i'm learning it's a learning process for me so before you even if you're you're not willing to or even if you are willing to use your own capital know why you're doing it have good understanding of why you're doing it but also now back to if you if you can do it and if it's making sense then do it. Because if I hadn't brought in Connie with my own money, no one would have ever believed in my ability to host such 
a big event. Sometimes you have to teach people how to believe in you because sometimes they don't. Even if you know you can do it, you know what I mean? It's like if you hadn't started this podcast, if you went to other entities and said, oh, I want to do a podcast, they'll be like, ah, but how, you know, even if you yourself, you know, dip down to say, look, I can do a podcast, but because you haven't shown people that you can, they won't buy into it. So sometimes you need to show people that, look, I can. And some of that needs your own sacrifice, your own money, your own take and say, look, let me put this into this thing and hopefully it works out. And sometimes you need to be open to the fact that it might not work out because I promise you the day before she came, I was just like, yo, if she doesn't come and I had spent money, I had already paid half the amount I had paid for venue. I had, you know what I mean? Those, all these things that really were like, if she does not show up, not only is my career mm. a mess, but even just the people around me, I'm going to be in, in a mess when it comes to Ngongole, to what it's going to be a mess. So Everything's a learning process, you know, but always know what your why is because your why is important. When I started my shoe store, I don't think I knew what my why was. You know, I, I started it because I just, I had money and, you know, yeah. and it, it didn't go the way it should have. Even if I think if I, if I knew, if I knew that I really wanted to do this, it would have worked out because I do know quite a number of people and I, I do believe that people would come and support, but I didn't have a proper why and that didn't work out the way it should have worked out. But I think in, in, in the Women's Summit case, I knew what my why was. You know, I knew that it's it's long term. I want to grow 808. I want to create. And that, that's also what the Women's Summit was about, is to give my company uh, a backing in terms of name and brand. Yeah. Did you ever talk to Connie before you came? No. No. So, yeah. And she didn't even post. Was I was waiting for her to at least post, like, the post. She never posted. No, she posted after she came, not before. I was hoping that at least if she posts the poster, then I'll know that she really is coming. But oh, so no. there was a chance that that guy just came to. <laughs> there was a high chance, very yeah, high no, chance. The higher the risk, the higher the return, eh? Yeah, there was a very high chance. But yeah, I mean, it 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 it, it did good things for me. I won't, okay. I won't lie or pretend. So I'm, I'm watching this new Shaka thing um, on television mm. and I see this beautiful woman and I'm mm. like, who is this woman? So I go, check, 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 check. I Google, I check her name. And then I Google her name and then I see she was in Zambia. I was like, mm. I see, what I see, I see this, this, this venue looks familiar. I was like, mm. Roxy, this is, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and and, and was it easy with Nom, is it Nomzamo? Was it yeah, easy with her? Was it easier than Connie getting her in the country for the Women's Summit? It was harder. It was harder. Yes, I thought now you harder. can tell her Connie came, so you have to come. Um, getting her to agree was not, was, wasn't very hard. I'll say that, but bringing her in was harder because she was coming from the United States of America. So it was quite the cost. Isn't she business? Eh? No, she's not. She's <laughs> based in the US. Yeah, she's based in the US in Los Angeles. So she wasn't coming to America. She's she's based that side. So she's 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 quite a big deal. How old is she? Well, coming she, to America is real old. The, the the new coming to America. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, she wasn't that coming to America. So I think she's really trying to um internationalize herself. Exactly. So bringing her over and, and for her, luckily, we spoke ah. uh, before. Yes. And we hit it off. She's she's really cool, really. Really lovely people, 
yeah, one really, really cool. Like we really hit it off. We had a good time. By the time she arrived off the plane, it was like we were best friends. And we had this, just this matching energy. You know what I mean? Because also same age, both trying to do something, both trying to um, to grow and, and, and not just be media personalities, but also be business w- women, you know, because yeah. she's, she's, she's the executive producer of Shaka Ilembe, you know, so that's also coming from now a business perspective. So it was very, I think even my, my picking her was more cause I see so much of myself in her. In her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you do these events, hardly have experience. Who are you talking to? Who am I talking to? Who are you talking to, to guide you through all of this? Oh, I talk to different people. I have, uh, I have friends who have done business. Um, but firstly, like I'll keep saying it stems from my passion. You know, my passion is what has guided me. Also my experience in media, obviously. Um, I've been in the media for, um, what, 14 years now? Yeah, for 14 years. So obviously you see certain things through dealing with different organizations, different companies, different um, events that you go to. You you see things. So there's a bit of experience um, in terms of where I've been. And then there's also, I do talk to different uh, people. Uh, one of my mentors is uh, Fisher Mwale, actually. Um, uh, sometimes I talk to uh, Mr. Chibamba Kanyama as well. Um Sometimes I talk to uh, Madam Cecilia Zimba, uh, president of Zika. Zika. Yeah. Exactly. So just different people who have impacted me, who will say, okay, you know what, try it like this or try it like that. Or, you know, do this, do that. And yeah. Okay. And what was the, the inspiration behind the awards? Because you host Ooh. the Man of the Year Awards. Yes, the Man so of the Year Awards. those are your three awards. big events in the year, right? Yes, those are my three big events. So the Man of the Year Awards, I actually wanted to do that, I think, in 2017. But the confidence hadn't yet uh, come in, you know. And it's like you're a young female dealing with men. And it's like, okay, will they even believe what I'm saying or what I'm trying to sell and all of that? And... I just believe that firstly, the time was right. You know, when you look at 2017 or 2018 versus 2023, I think um, there's sort of been, um, I wouldn't say like complete equalization between male and female, but at least the opportunities are seemingly um, way better for women. The celebrations for women are way better. You know, the uplifting for women are way better. And then you look at the men and yes, obviously they've always had sort of um, that... Um, they've upper had the, hand. yes, they've always had that upper hand, you know what I mean? But doesn't mean they can't be celebrated. Doesn't mean you can't say, you know what, you're doing a good job. And also being on radio, I had two, um, two slots that I, I, I loved so much, which was the women's club and the man of the week. And these were basically created to tell the Zambian story. I love, I, I, I hated how you go into magazines or to websites and there's no Zambians, but that's because those people are loud about their people. They're loud about their people's achievements. You know, whatever country, whether it's Nigeria, South Africa, America, those people are very loud about their people's achievements. We're very not loud about our achievements. In fact, we're we're very humble. You know what I mean? It's only now that you're seeing more people become loud, which is nice. I I like this new version of, of Zambians who want to be successful. We don't want to just own our flat block with three flats and, and, and that's your measure of, okay, fine, we've made it. No, now people want to create big names for themselves. They want to be part of the global market. And so uh, 
I set out at that time to say, I want to tell the Zambian story. I want to bring people who are important, who are doing important things and, and, and sit with them and tell these stories so that the people out there, the public can know to say, oh, even we actually do this. You know what I mean? Even we, like, I, I remember talking to um, Mr. Jim Belemu, owner of Mahogany Airlines. Yeah. And I was just so impressed that he was Zambian and he owned an airline. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's huge. But those are not things that we celebrate enough. We wait for somebody else from outside to say, ah, this one has an airline and we're more inclined to that. So I created those two uh, platforms, the Women's Club and the Man of the Week, where I had different men and women come through and just tell their story so that people could know, you know. But then with the Man of the Year Awards, it was always at the back of my mind because I always wanted to take it a step further and 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 celebrate the men and say, you know what, the men are working hard. And that was way before I even had a son. But now that I have a son, I'm even more... Motivated. Motivated to to celebrate the Zambian man because I want him to have um to have a look of what a successful Zambian man looks like. You get what I mean? He should be able to say, okay, fine, if I want to be an accountant, there's Andrew Chibuya. If I want to be a musician, there's your maps. If I want to be a DJ, there's DJ VGZ. You know what I mean? If I want to be an engineer, there's Abong and so it's, it's that sort of thing, you know, and I just feel like we need to tell our own stories as Zambians and we need to celebrate ourselves and the men deserve it too. So, um, man of the year awards, women's summit, step into your power, mm -hmm. big events, demanding business that you're running on the side. Mm -hmm. Where does that then, how does that then work with your radio? Cause I know you're still at Radio Phoenix. <laughs> I am at Radio Phoenix. So I've had to tone it down now. Um, I, I felt, I started to feel like you have spoken about everything. It was kind of starting to sound a bit still. I think that it's important. I think for everybody to know when to, I, I wouldn't say leave, but when it's time to evolve. Yeah. And I felt like it was time to evolve. Uh, I've been doing radio for close to 12 years. And, um, I just felt like, you know what, just give me one day a week. I'm just going to do radio for one day a week. And the rest of the days I'm doing my own thing. So that actually gives me more time with, uh, with my son as well. And, um, I have radio one day a week and the rest of the days I can work on 808. And if I want on some days, I'm just like, you know what, I'm sleeping in. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing anything. I'm not going anywhere or whatever. Um, but Lucia and I are back. We're, we're doing a podcast now. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Wanting to tackle, uh, social, economic and political issues, but that's once a week as well. So, um, on just, radio, off radio, off radio, oh, okay. off radio. Yes. It's a, it's, it's, it's sort of like this, but more okay. we're talking social economic political issues i think something that's close to heart for for both of for us both of exactly so yeah um you have to evolve you have to evolve so I'm, I'm i'm trying to manage that time whilst also trying to learn how to actually run a business looking 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 back yeah what, what do you wish you could have done differently oh nothing hey nothing i think everything has been a moment of of, of learning a moment of of living as well, you know, the things that are meant to happen, happen. The things that are not meant to happen, don't happen. And you keep moving. The important thing is to, is to learn. Um, I was going to say, I wish I could have placed more value on my brand, but I think that being broke taught me to do that when I was broke. It was a time when I was broke, I'm like, but you're Roxy, you know, you're one of the most known radio personalities in the country and you're broke. You know, that really, I turned around and I said, I'm done taking just anything because, you know, you're in this industry. You know that 
companies, unfortunately, back then, I don't know, now they've improved, I should say. So shout out to them for improving. But back then it was like, we're doing you a favor, you know? So you find that you're not even making the kind of money that you should be making. Being this big face, this big voice of, you know what I mean? You're, You're supporting their brands, you're supporting what they do, but the money that you're getting does not even, it's nothing, to be honest. And I thought, you're broke, but you're one of the most known, you know? You should be, you should be living in a penthouse. You should be driving the biggest car. And that is when I decided to start saying no. Can you imagine being broke and you decide to start saying no? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was broke and I said, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not allowing for anybody to come and say, look, you're only, but we can, but we can only give you for a drink. You know, the budget is shiny. So you just get a little, and I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You know, but these days, like I just, I turned around that time and I started to say, no, I'm not going to accept it. They call Roxy. We want you to come, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, I can't, how much are you giving me? I can't make it. You know what I mean? That sort of thing. And it was hard at first, but I think that really helped me recreate my value, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was hard at first, but it helped me recreate my value. And, um, now things are better, but it's also, it's good to also note that it's nice that companies are changing in terms of how they deal with, with brands and with, with celebrities, because I mean, it is our livelihood at the end of the day. So it's not that you're just sitting here and talking because you're just talking like, yes, you enjoy it. And yes, but I feel like we've put in the time you've done so many years of doing this. So you've put in the time at the end of the day, you've got a family, you've got a home, you've, you've even just yourself, you need to take care of yourself. You have to start reaping the benefits of your talent. You know, even the Bible talks about talents and how the talents are supposed to reward you. So it's great to see that we're, we've moved into a space where, um, talents are being more rewarded now. Okay. I've got two more yeah. questions. The yeah. first question is, is there a question you wish I asked you? Not really. I don't know. Maybe, maybe when I leave, I'm like, <laughs> you know what? You should have asked me this or whatnot. <laughs> okay. Then here is my last question. What uh, advice would you give to young people who are either in the media or doing business? Um, five things you'd like to say to them. Five things. One. Passion is key. You know what I mean? Know your why. Passion is key. Know your why. Um, fame has become this thing that people just want to be famous. But why are you famous? You know what I mean? Yeah. Why are you famous? So know your why. Um, be humble, number two. Be humble. Always learn. Always be willing to be humble, number number two. Number three, always be willing to, to learn, right? Number four, know your value. Yeah, it's important to put value um, on, on yourself, you know, know your value, put value on yourself. Um, put, you have, you have your price, you have your standard and this is your standard and don't, don't compromise about your standard. That's not to say, you know, the problem with that is when you're starting, know that when you're starting out, it's a whole different ball, ball game and you have to prove your worth. But once you do that, just, you know what I mean? And then number five, I think I would say. Mm, number five. Isn't this not number five? It's <laughs> number what? What number, number three? No, I was on, know your value. The first one was passion, passion. know your why, uh-huh. humble, be humble, uh-huh. number three, value. Number four, hey. you've seen it. <laughs> okay, the last one. Value, uh, the last one, oh, consistency. Yeah. Consistency, I think has really helped people like you and me. 
really. I think that I've 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 watched you grow from, from like you know from when you were doing um, the program on ZNBC, uh, and to consistently wake up and do it, and also okay, I'll add number five again. <laughs> Evolve. Always yeah. know when it's time to sort of. You always have to consistently yeah. evolve. When you look at Roxy, the radio presenter of um, Hot FM, versus Roxy, the radio presenter when I was doing the Hangout, versus Roxy, the radio presenter doing the Breakfast Show, versus Roxy at twelve, versus Roxy on air. These are all different Roxies, and you have to know to say, okay, fine, I've grown. I'm in this space now. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm trying to communicate. So always evolve you have to evolve if you're trying to be a brand you always have to know how to evolve when to evolve that's very important all right yeah thank you very much Roxy. thank you for having me yeah you yeah. you you are this like well of wisdom we just see you like <laughs> yeah, i don't talk a lot people 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 <laughs> complain saying i'm too Close. quiet and mysterious so they don't really know much about me but yeah okay. I, at least you've given me this opportunity to at least allow people into a bit of my space so yeah. Okay, yeah. Thank no, you. I mean you've put some big moves. Like like I said, the Kony one was, was was a bold move. Yeah. Um yeah. You, I, I feel like you could have grown if you didn't come. Yeah. Like it would it have been unfortunate, you know. Mm-hmm. But 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 again, the things you sh- you could have gone through yeah. had she not come, you would Hey, the Lord knew person. that I already went through some yeah. things before that. No, but I'm saying no. like <laughs> if she didn't come, the things you could have gone through would have shaped your character, would have... I get you, but no. <laughs> you don't like Even that. at some point, the struggle has to come to an end. Yeah, at no, some point, point, you're like, no, you know what? I can't do this anymore. So. You want a soft life at some point. Right? Yes, exactly. And that's yeah. where we're at. So no, Thank you very yeah. much. We'll keep um, looking out. So when, when's the next uh, 808 event? Oh, uh, Man of the Year Awards. That's coming. Um, uh, we should be launching beginning of August. There's no to- step into your power this year. It already happened. Who was it? Who was it? Nomzamo Mbata. Then what was the Women's Summit? The, the Women's Summit is step into your power. It's the step into your power. You said you have three summit. events. No, I said I have done three events, which is I did the, the Connie event. No, what I'm saying is I thought you have three events in a year. No, I have two events oh, in two a events. year. But okay. I've done three events so far since I started, okay, of which so I've done two Connie. Women's Summit. Yes, Nomzamo yes. and the Man of the Year. Yes, okay, and so, so now I'm about fourth. to get into, yes, the fourth Man of the Year. So please make sure that your eyes are on the page because, yeah, there's going to be voting and all of that. And uh, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Now we'll be on the lookout. And when are you okay. on radio again? Fridays. I'm on radio on Fridays and also look out for... Um, what time on Friday? Uh, 12 to 15. Oh, giving out lunch, what and what, and those things. Just talking. <laughs> Just talking. I can, I can brag about the fact that because I've been on radio for so long, I was able to go and bargain with my... Um, employers and say this is the day you're giving me you know usually they give you a day yeah I know because when, yes. you, when you show your value exactly yeah, so I've worked hard so be. so much and, and I've been there for so long and I said this is the day that I want this is the day that Roxy will give you I said I don't want the weekend this is the day that I want and uh, they gave it to me so yeah. alright mm-hmm. no thank you very much for making time alright thank uh, you so much for having late, me but uh, you have made up <laughs> Thank you. Made up with the content. Thank you. Thank you, Roxy. I appreciate it. All right. <laughs>